Hey guys, welcome back to Identic Roundtable, the virtual sessions. I'm Wayne Willis, as always, joined by Rob Lewis and Jamie Delgrosso from Identic Group. Hi, boys. Hi. Hi, And Hello there. And again, we have another guest on the show, which we're delighted to have, uh, Lindsay Newman-Wood, who is a sprint master at Mustard Design Sprints and also a marketing consultant at Passion Marketing Solutions. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, guys. How are you doing? You keeping well? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Thanks for being on the show today. Um, really, uh, the, the the topic that I kind of wanted to touch upon today really was around um, since you are a sprint master, and we'll talk about that as as we go down. And and, and sprints is certainly something Adenit uses quite a lot as well with our clients. Um, so I just wanted to talk around that topic about what sprints are, how they work, what it really means. It sounds like a nice fancy tech word from Google, doesn't it? And um, you know, it sounds like a cool way to say um do things fast but uh yeah it's uh it, you know i think it's really interesting because these this process of of sprinting through ideation and ideas and trying to come up with new solutions it really is a, an effective way to um to, to, to come up with uh, new ideas yeah sure yeah yeah so um as you mentioned it was uh, designed by google um some i think four or five years ago and um the main main objective really when they designed them was that they were um google ventures were having all these sort of tech startup businesses in silicon valley and uh, they were getting a bit cheesed off that actually they were just taking far too long to launch anything so they had some great technology got all these techie guys in their uh, little sort of offices and their workshops working on some fantastic ideas but they just were never getting to launch so google ventures uh, created this process where within uh, originally five days and now it's been developed to do four days but in a very short amount of time working with the team working with the users you get to launch the products much faster um but on the flip side of that as well is that you get to test if those ideas actually have legs so to speak so you get to fail fast so um you know there are times where i sometimes i work with companies where they've spent 18 months and and hundreds of thousands of pounds developing ideas that actually should never go to launch but they feel this investment that they really need to carry on with it because actually the md came up with the idea and a team of people sat around a table all went with it and actually the sprint helps you to kind of test that really um and do it quickly so there's you're not having to invest months and months of time you're not having to spend lots and lots of money on something that actually has it got legs and if it hasn't let's ditch it or is it something that actually just needs re reiterating recheck you know changing tweaking um it might be that the users when you go to actually test it with them go why are you launching this this is just a bad idea or something already exists like this and i get it for free why am i going to pay you to do it so it's it's a great way of um testing ideas and also tackling big challenges as well so when people feel a bit stuck yeah uh, we often use the sprint methodology to kind of help people um get the team together working on ideas and actually taking it through a process so it's not just a a traditional brainstorming session where you know people just throw ideas in it's more structured and it gets the team on board and gets them to go through um, a structure and a process really yeah, yeah Lin- Lindsay, you, you you said something there that really chimed with me it's just i just remembered actually that um i know like in my corporate experience you there were lots of famous projects that you would work on in a company where everybody on the project team thought it was a bad idea but fundamentally they're all getting paid to be there and progress the projects and nobody ever said anything 
And I just found it really, really weird. It was like that whole Emperor's New Clothes thing. The people yeah. were like working on these projects for years sometimes and they're just saying, well, this isn't going to work. Yeah. But that, but that, but what you said is like get to that point really, really quickly and find out that right yeah. at the start and then, you know, don't waste your time, which is a pretty good mindset, I think. Definitely. And what, what I love about the sprint stuff as well is if you get the team together, um, sometimes the quietest person on the team, still get, they still get to have a voice. So the process gets people to work individually and together. So they work on ideas and they 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 form um, solutions without having to think, oh, well, Dave's got, you know, a really great idea and he's sold into the team. So I won't say anything. It's yeah. more about, well, everybody comes up with their ideas and uh, we do a lot of note and voting. So lots of post-it notes, lots of um, sketching, lots of uh, getting people to really think about ideas that they can use. And then people vote on the best ideas and there's always a decider in the room as well. So it stops the kind of sometimes in brainstorming sessions, they can just kind of go off on tangents. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is very much right. You've got 15 minutes to do this particular task and then they vote on it as well. So the decider yeah. in the room can say, OK, I can see those were the most popular but this is the one we're going to go with and this is the one we're going to take to the next stage. So it's you got all those people in the room. You haven't got this kind of drawn out process where we go, well, OK, we've had this. We had this meeting. Yeah, we'll go off and uh, do a few emails and then we'll come back again next week. You've just got everybody working quite intensely, uh, but, but also quite creatively as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that this should be music, shouldn't it? So if you're on a leadership team for, uh, you know, like a major FMCG or a pharma company or some other organization or whatever. Um, I mean, like the, the whole concept, I mean, you've explained that quite eloquently and quite clearly as to what, you know, the benefit of a sprint. It should just be music to the ears, shouldn't it? Like, you know, you're absolutely right. There's so many definitely with the corporates that we've worked with um, this, you know, there's so much money and time and procrastination and whatever spent trying to get through this whole process to get to this new thing that comes at the end of it. And then it turns out, you know, as you say, this new thing either doesn't work, it doesn't sell, people don't like it whatever the case might be. But, you know, they've invested so much into it that it's like, God, we've got to push it through, you know, no matter what. Um, you, say, you, you think, you know, no, I would just say, well, no, you just think this would just be like, you know, music to anybody's no, ears, right? You would, you would, but in reality, though, it's usually those leaders are asking for the, the 17th PowerPoint slide deck to take them to the next stage <laughs> and they can't meet them for six weeks. And, you know, and then when you get there, they're in a bad mood. So, you know, that is, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is, it's absolutely about leadership and culture yeah. and you know, getting the best yeah. out of yeah, and yeah. another thing you touched upon there, Lindsay, which um, I completely agree with, is running, you know, ideation through this kind of sprint methodology. It's a real, it's it's a really great opportunity to bring in people that usually wouldn't have a voice in that, and and just throw, you know, throw their ideas into the pot, so to speak. And um, because at the start, and we'll go through kind of the process shortly, but because at the start, really, you, you're entering it without essentially any barriers, um, and it's kind of, you know, quote unquote, blue sky thinking and okay well let's just throw everything in the hat but then afterwards you get to like you're going through the process and you're going through this like selection um a selection process to kind of narrow down those into like more credible solutions to start prototyping or testing or whatever it might be um but it just means that you know somebody who doesn't usually have uh, have, have an input on kind of what a product development might be or something like that can just come in and just say well listen why don't we try this what do we think about this and at least the the idea can then be considered in a quick rapid fire part of the process rather than it immediately dismissed because all the barriers in front of that prevent that from happening which i think is is perfectly right for to for innovation culture 
Because sometimes as well, the person that, you know, it could be, you know, uh, Susan that answers a lot of customer queries on the on the telephone. Yeah. She, if she's in the mix to, to be able to say, well, you know, have you thought about this? Because I'm speaking to customers daily who are saying they've got this problem. And, you know, somebody that's perhaps on the senior team is not at the coalface enough to kind of know that some of those issues are, exist even. So it's good. I just really, I, I the sprints I enjoy most where you've got a really great mix and you see that team coming together where it's usually just maybe the product development team or the innovation team or the marketing team that are working on this completely separate. And, you know, it just surprised me sometimes how departments just don't even talk to each other, um, you know, and suddenly have this new new respect. That, oh, yeah, OK, yes, maybe I do need to start talking to you a bit more regularly because you've got some good ideas and, you, you know, you're bringing something to the table. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a way to network, isn't it? Like, you know, it's surprisingly within within one organization, how many people actually don't interact with each other. And um, and I think the other point to make as well is that naturally we're we're leaning towards kind of global conglomerate big organizations, but this is completely relevant to a small team that's got a little business in a city center or, or whatever it might be. You know, the the concept is the same. It's just how how many people you're involved in it essentially. Yeah. Um, so my next point on the list really is it, we should talk about what this is. So what is what is a sprint? You know, so for people that are first hearing this, what is the process for running a sprint? Um, well, it's it's mainly uh, across four days. So there is some prep done beforehand just to kind of um, investigate what the, the the challenge or the idea is and, and sort of talking to the teams. But primarily there's a, the main work is done over across four four days and it's kind of a workshop style um, but very sort of um, very closely managed and facilitated by me. So everything is timed. So they even have a sort of a, a visual old fashioned timer in the room. Um, sometimes that scares people to death to start with, but they surprise themselves because actually some of the best ideas are done under pressure where yeah. you, you've got, you know, five minutes to work on this. Um, so on, the, on day one, we sort of... Um, we really look at what the idea or the challenge is and we really sort of go quite deep into what that really looks like and kind of frame that really on the first day uh, with the team. And then on the second day, we look at solutions. So it's lots of sketching, lots of ideas generated. And we, we keep finally tuning that to the stage where we, we're coming up with one main solution. Um, and then we, we sort of decide on what that is going to be. Um, and then we take it to prototype. So the 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 ones that can be done the fastest are usually digital products. So if the solution is an app or a website or something like that, we can prototype that usually within one day, but in a very low-fi way. So there's not some, there's not usually lots of bells and whistles, but it's enough to take to the users on the final day to do some user testing and get their their feedback on it. Really. Yeah. Yeah um and and i suppose uh this can be adapted to some extent can't it how the how the sprint process works as well i mean i, I can say i know from a denix point of view that um you know there's a similar kind of process going through the stage, stages which is kind of um, looking at the the stimulus uh, around and a, a download as we call it of, of what the problem is and, and all the all the uh, resources and information around that that can kind of stimulate that thinking then you've kind of got that ideation stage where you're coming up with ideas and just throwing stuff at the wall without any restrictions yeah. then you're kind of getting into a selection stage where you start to whittling those down and you can use different formats for like selecting and, and how you might do that then you get into like a prototyping stage as you've touched 
touched upon there, which, you know, you can do this in such really creative ways. I mean, you don't need a room full of coders or, or whatever. You know, for example, if it's a digital product, you need a piece of paper and a, a biro, you know, to some extent. I mean, you can draw it out or wireframe it or just do some sketches or, you know, place post-its in a circle, whatever. It is. I mean, there's lots of ways you can do yeah. it, you know. Um, and then essentially to the final part, you've got the test stage, which is, Again, couldn't be quite basic. It could be essentially running that past the stakeholders that would be involved in that company, you know, to see if it aligns with kind of what they're doing. It might be having a chat with a few consumers. It might be speaking to some experts of the industry or whatever. And just getting a feel for it. Uh, and you can do that all within, I mean, really, as you say, four days or five days. I mean, um, that the first three of those probably could be done with in an afternoon if you wanted to do a really quick fire sprint yeah. with your team and spend an hour coming up coming up with the problem i mean that's fair to say isn't it boys you know you could you know within sort of an hour really you could you could really start this process yeah definitely i mean we've um we've done this process over a short period of time over a long period of time um i think the the beauty of the sprint process is that it's it's very uh, flexible and you can kind of change it to the needs that you want um obviously outside of this i do a lot of uh, creative consultation i use a slightly different sprint process but essentially it's all based on the exact same methodology um and really I, the way that i've always seen sprint is it's kind of like a safety net so especially when it comes to anything creative or innovation based asking people to think creatively if they've never done it before is terrifying for a lot of people because it's completely open-ended it's sort of say just think of something think, think something good which is you know is a scary concept for a lot of people well i think with the sprint it kind of gives them a couple of parameters to work within so that they feel a little bit more comfortable and you know some people need that kind of guidance and that you know that hand holding through the process um and i think that's where this comes in so whether that hand holding needs to be a very long drawn out thing where you're really taking through each step or maybe it's a team that's a little bit more uh adapt at what they're doing and you can literally just throw them straight in and run it every day um you know i, I don't think there's kind of a, a specific time limit on it it depends on the team you're working with um and and you just kind of adjust the sprints to that team Definitely. Yeah. We use the sprint process um, recently as well to help a, an agency completely rebrand. And it was we just used the process and the, and the methodology, but we applied it to to what they needed. And it, it was just it was amazing the results we got working with the team to completely rename them and rebrand them. And when we left after sort of day five, they were like, we've achieved more in five days than we have in on our own for the last two years, you know. Yeah just by and it was the same people same same team just getting them in a room and actually working with them in that sort of environment and giving them as you say um you know Jamie those uh, parameters and saying here's a way of doing it here's a way of for you, you know here's some some um an infrastructure or a bit of a bit of a framework to work within people feel safer because just giving them a blank piece of paper and, and a couple of post-it notes and a few pens they just think I don't know where to start you know they're not used not everyone's used to working like that so yeah. it really helps yeah the facility think, sorry sorry Jeremy go on uh, I think branding is actually a fantastic example of, of where sprints really work well um, because with something like that every time I've, I've ever spoke to someone about branding they've got so many preconceptions of what their brand is or what it should be already uh, and to get them to think differently you know to to brand yourself is probably the hardest thing to do um, so using that sprint process, people start to think differently. And then by the end of it, you see people going, well, I would not have thought of that, you know, if, if I did it, my, you know, the way I would have usually approached it. So um, I think that's a really good example of how sprints can be used to really just 
you know, open people's minds up a little bit and get them to think slightly differently about what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah, Lindsay, what I really like about your process is, where, is if you're doing it over four or five days, um, it's, it's really good because it, it's, it gives a longevity to sort of really get your head around this process and really get immersed in it over that period of time, which means then after then, you know, that that same group or that same company might take that same process, but do it in a shorter period of time once they've kind of got the head around the parameters of how it works. And, you know, the, you know, the, the restrictions that um, that might have been in place or whatever, understanding all of that stuff, which, you know, you can really do it in an immersive week. You can really get a feel for it. And then when you see some results come out of that, like you say, with that branding um, branding job, you know, at the side of that, they're saying, wow, I just can't believe this has come out of five days. We've been looking at this for whatever, you know. But then that that is kind of spurs them on, you know, because then they go, well, okay, so what else are we looking at? Well, let, let's try that again, but let's see if we can do it in a shorter time or whatever, you know. So I think um, that the fact that the whole thing is, um, completely scalable in terms of what you're trying to address and you know you could be doing that with 200 people or you could be doing that with five people you know and as, as long as you're following the process then um, you know it's completely effective across the board really isn't it definitely um, the other interesting thing for me is um, just like we're having having this video call now is the, the idea of being able to do these remotely so this is um, you know the perfect time everyone's remote um, and we've touched upon this very briefly in a couple of the previous videos that we've done, but we're saying, you know, there's a lot of talk going around at the moment where they're saying, well, whilst businesses are trying to rethink what it is that they're doing right now, uh, what it might look like after kind of um, after the lockdown and how they move forward and also how they avoid these situations in the future, you know, how, how they navigate like such disruption. Um, now is a really good time to start embracing something like a sprint process and getting your staff involved in that, isn't it? Just to Just to start thinking about, you know, the first challenge might be in this current situation where we can't trade, we can't get footfall through the door. How do we leverage what it is that we've got to still make money? For example, that might be the, the overarching challenge. And you could be doing that now uh, over a video call, really, you running the same process. Definitely. And um, some of my sort of, um, you know, sprint friends in the community um we're already doing some uh, remote stuff and mainly when teams were in different locations and stuff like that and I'll be really honest I I was like well I just love the in-person stuff so whilst I kind of you know cast an eye over it and kind of you know oh yeah so yeah that's useful now it's more important than ever um, and I, there's lots of techniques there's lots of you know these platforms that we're using now um, you can do it um, what I would always say to people is you can't do full day sessions even a half day can feel quite intense like this yeah. Yeah. So we have to adapt to that um, and have lots of, you know, times for breaks. Uh, we need time to to work on stuff. And you might even want to use breakout rooms and things like that. In you know, some of the platforms offer that. Um, so it can be done, definitely. And I, but I, my recommendation is just just break them down a little bit more so that they have sessions over a number of days um, and perhaps for a couple of hours each time. So they're not like full day sessions. I just that's the yeah. only thing I've kind of adapted. But um, there's lots of software packages, things like Mural and things like that, that you can actually sort of um, use to do things like the post-it notes, type exercises and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's about adapting to that, really. And still you can still do it. And I think it's a great time at the moment for, for people to work on stuff like sprints, because we are in a very disruptive um, environment at the moment. And we do need to, to move fast. You know, some companies um I'm reading daily that 
you know, yes, there's some government help out there, but they're, they're hanging in the balance. If they don't start doing something quickly, they they don't know whether they'll be coming back. So, you know, yeah. it's time to do those things and get your team working together. It's a great way to get the team together as well. You know, we're all working remotely on our own. Uh, it's a good, good, good way of getting people to to work as a team again. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you you mentioned that whole thing about there's there's no better time to be doing it than now because obviously what what we're experiencing now surely teaches us that you have to react to things and these kind of tools are really important to be able to do that. I mean, we we're seeing to you know a lot of businesses just going into hibernation and their guys are sat at home often on full salary and they're probably not being you know they're not getting the best out of them. I know some of my guys and some of my friends who in corporate are basically spending the whole days on basically calls like this, but it's absolutely exhausting. Like you said, it's really good to break it down. I mean, there are actually some, I, I, I like you, Lindsay, I think it's good to meet people physically because you, it's, it's easier as a facilitator to establish a rapport if you're there in the room, especially if you've not met the people before. But there are some big advantages of doing it remotely. And, you know, you, you don't have to travel. You don't have to pay for a venue. Um, you can probably arrange a session. You know, the biggest thing is getting people into one location at a time. And that's the biggest lead time in organising any session, whereas this can be done at a drop of a hat in reality. Um, so there are some important advantages. I just think we'll, I'm sure the technology will get better, the tools will get more and more creative. And, it'll, you know, even even if this, well, even when this pandemic goes and, you know, we're all fit and healthy and can meet each other, people will have adapted to this way of working and be seeing the advantages to it. And, you know, one, one of my friends is CFO and he's horrified by the amount of money they're saving now because they're not travelling. So, you know, once you've seen that saving, it's going to be hard to go back to spending it again as well. So, you know, there's lots of, like, things to juggle here. Mm, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's something all about, you know, we're hearing these buzz terms, aren't we, the new normal and things like that. But we we kind of are drifting into that world a little bit. And um, mm. as you say, Rob, uh, companies are discovering things. One, they don't have to be traveling as much and things like that. They probably don't need to be spending as much money on whatever and actually can be looking at um uh, exploring new uh, solutions or uh, new uh, new ways to move their business forward outside of what they've done for so many years and now of course they're forced into it you know Adenic has been speaking to clients forever kind of saying listen there's a risk of disruption you know in this case it's a pandemic but actually you know disruption from another business the way digital technology is evolving and if you're not on with that then you're probably going to be uh, at the bottom of the pile because somebody's going to um, overtake that so we talk about this all the time and i suppose uh, it can sound kind of fluffy and whatever you know but then when something comes along where it really hits you uh, like this and you go well you know, if you've only got one revenue stream coming in right now from your core business and that's what you've done and now you can't operate that revenue stream for whatever parameters are in place, then then what do you do? So this this time, I guess, if anything, highlights the point that these things are going to happen. And in this case, it's something quite extreme, but the disruption could be any number of things from any number of situations and being able to navigate that and have fingers in lots of pies and things like that this is this is so so important and you've got to bring your team along for the ride haven't you mm. um and, and Lindsay, you touched upon it a little bit there where you say it's a good way to get people together i quite like the idea of doing these remote sprints because you can like a leadership team can go to your staff and you can say listen we're all part of the same company and we're all in trouble we all want to kind of get out of it so we all have security in the future so let's all be part of the solution let's work together you know I'm I will facilitate you to do that so that we can spend our time you know putting out our ideas in the pot and there's something quite nice about that isn't there definitely I think I think that's what what I love most about it is is the way it brings people together and I've seen people 
you know, they physically change from kind of really not wanting to be part of a sprint or not thinking the idea is that great to absolutely, you know, celebrating it at the end and saying, you know what, that was a really great experience because they felt they were heard and they felt they were part of it. They they felt like they had some ownership, whereas being just told, right, this is the new thing we're doing, get on with it. It, you, you can't have the same passion and enthusiasm for it, can you, than, than being part of a decision that was made. And you can see all the reasons why they made, made that decision, really. But, um, yeah, interesting times. And I think as well, I meet, I'm, I'm getting to hear lots of stories and meeting lots of people that are saying we had an idea for something that we, we was always in the background of something we were going to do. And we didn't do it. And actually now we know we really need to get on with it because, you know, if, if we'd have had that idea and we'd been more, um, you know, sort of working better online or having that digital product, we wouldn't be where we are now. And I think it's just forcing people to basically get on with it. So, yeah, yeah. Times. It leads nicely just uh, to one of my next points here, which is about the culture of the business. And um, certainly at Adenic, it's something that we we put at number one of everything, really, in terms of um, how companies are innovating and how they're moving forward. And you can have all the strategies and the processes and the tools in the world. But if your culture doesn't facilitate that to happen, then to be frank, none of the other stuff is going to be relevant, really. Um, and this is a really good time to inject a, a positive um, collective kind of feeling, isn't it, in the business? And again, going back to business owners or leadership teams, this is your time to um, really inject culture into the business and sort of say, you know, back to that point, you know, we're all in it together. I want your views. I want you to be part of the journey. You're on the ground. You know what's going on. How can we navigate this? What can we do together? Um, and that is going to be completely that alone. If you can get the culture right, is going to be so transformative, isn't it, for the businesses moving forward? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it's I think it's important, though, when people say that they really mean it. And I think that's uh, that's about, you know, the culture means that, yes, you know, someone's at the, you know, on the leadership team stands up and says that. But then they actually carry it through because I think loads of people like to use the word innovative, but actually don't really yeah. know what it means to them. <laughs> um, so it's important to, you know, that staff feel safe to make mistakes, that they can, um, you know, come up with an idea and it's not just going to be thrown away, that they can you know, come come to the MD with a, a business case or something or an idea and, and get and given the time and the, the resource to actually go out and try it, you know, run a sprint on it, try it out, go and build a prototype, go and test it with users, whatever that might be. I think it's all very well to say it, but they've got to, you know, they've got to take action. They've got to mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because some, sometimes – ideas that are not progressed but they brought they've taken some meeting after meeting after meeting and they're told to come back a little bit more information a little bit more information and in the end they said no it's a bad idea but in reality if you just just tested it in the first place you could have saved all of that time and probably loads of money because it takes a lot of resource to constantly renew powerpoints and come back to more meetings and take people's time so yeah, it's a, it's a very different way of thinking to, to most businesses but yeah. just push these ideas if the crap ideas move on if they're not get you know execute them yeah 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 i think um sprints are a really good way of uh, like a good starting point of developing that culture as well um anyone that's looking at any form of marketing will always have stakeholder engagement as like a key part of that um, and the reason is you know when people are involved in something from the start they're more likely to be champions of it later on when it rolls out they're going to want to promote it um it also creates more momentum as well because then people are pushing it and they want it to go further forward uh, because they feel like it's you know they have some ownership of that um 
So I think getting that right at the start and getting people involved with that idea, with that process, um, it kind of gets them invested in that culture from the start point where they, they want to back this idea and they want to back what's happening. Um, and then really it's a case of management and leadership teams then need to support that and, and embrace you know, the ideas that are coming forward and, and the motivation that these guys want to have to push that idea forward. Um, but I think, you know, based on the topic we're talking about today, the first point of, part of call for me for anything like that, if you wanted to sort of change uh, a culture or get people bought into a, a new movement would be to run some form of sprint and have everyone together and have them all involved in that process from day one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and yeah, uh, Rob, you alluded it to, to it there as well in, in terms of, you know, if you're thinking about cost or time management or resources and stuff like that, it just makes good sense. I mean, for me, like if you could have a team run a sprint session, even if they if they did it at four days or if they did that over four hours or whatever, but it's just some way of coming up with new concepts and, and, and whittling them down and coming up with like a range of options or a basic kind of business plan, if you like, of what it might do. That's what if I was the guy that was like um, they were coming to for the permission to move that forward. That's what I'd want to know. I'd say, OK, well, okay, what have you got? Let, let You know, let's break it down. OK, so we've sprint, we're sprinting through it. We've been through a selection of ideas. This is kind of what we got down to. This is where we think it's most feasible. We've done a bit of prototype and it, it'll kind of look like this. Uh, and that would be information for me to say, OK, this looks interesting. I think this has got legs. Let's have a look at it um, as opposed to. You know, this kind of I've got this idea. OK, put that idea into a PowerPoint presentation and tell me about it and then come back, you know, three weeks later with a more elaborate PowerPoint presentation of where you're taking that to. Mm. And then come back in three weeks later and then it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And then you and know, it uses momentum. And also, it, I suppose what you end up with is 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 a version that basically is not what you had to start with. Yeah, it's Chinese whispers. <laughs> an exciting idea that just doesn't resemble that idea at all. And your competitors just come along and done it and launched it, you know. And you're yeah. you're like, oh, okay, so we just lost out there. Yeah. You know? yeah there's, there's another aspect of, of time as well that's really important that people don't tend to think about. If you if you've got a project that's worth 12, 12 million pounds a year, every month it takes you to get to the market, you're losing a million pounds effectively. And people never really think about that. But there, there is an absolute imperative not to just to get to market, just to get ahead of competition. It's also to start making that cash that you should be making. And yeah, you know, I've often you know I've I've worked on projects that are worth way more than twelve million pounds. You know, for, unfortunately, it's come with a lot of pressure. But um, you know, you you're potentially losing ten million pounds a month for every every month of delay on the projects, and people just do not think about that. They'll just say, "Well, let's just do another bit of a loop of a thing," and you know, you're wasting all that time. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it, it comes down to that fundamental of being disruptive, doesn't it? I mean, you know, we're always saying that the, 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 the disruptors out there are the companies that, you know, primarily they come from some form of startup or at least uh, 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 they've got nothing to lose. They have no real infrastructure or like they don't have to pay loads of staff. They haven't got a pension fund and all that kind of stuff that comes with like corporate land. Um, you know, so they just they just roll stuff out. They just go, well, look, let's try it. I think this could work. You know, and they bang, 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 bang. Let's try it. No, it didn't work. Let's go back. Okay, let's try it. And and they kind of go around this cycle. So they get very quickly get to this point where they go, okay, I think we've got something here. And then boom, they flow it out there. Whereas you take, I mean, not just major corporate land, but I think any legacy business. You know, it's just so long and drawn out just to just get on with it. Like, what are you waiting for? You know, that, that's what I find so frustrating. You know, you're saying we're losing money. The business isn't doing very well. People aren't buying this product anymore. We can't get people through the door for whatever the cause that is. But not actively doing anything quick to kind of just try stuff out. It's kind of just sitting and waiting 
for that magic idea that's going to come along in a, a year's time. And then you've missed it. You've missed the boat. And unfortunately, at that point, you, you're a disrupted business. And it's happening all the time. And we're saying not all the time. Yeah, I think uh, there's another benefit to this as well, which is more for um, leadership teams and, and, and management teams, um, is that it, this is also a really great way of getting that snapshot of where you're at with different projects without having to do these never-ending PowerPoint presentations. So a lot of the projects that I tend to run, they're all quite varied in what they are, but pretty much all of them can be run in a sprint kind of format. Um, and that means I can have you know, a, a project management tool. And on that, I have the five stages of the sprint that I went through. And I can just quickly look through and say, okay, that client's at, you know, point one, that client's at point three, um, that client's at point two, but we've done three cycles of it or whatever. Um, and for a company that's got a lot of different projects going on, um, and there's, you know, this endless reporting and back and forth and PowerPoints, which um, every time we mention like these long PowerPoints, Rob's got that look of like, someone that's come back from war <laughs> just, just <laughs> <goes> <laughs> um, but, you know it's, it's just a quick way of doing that you know it makes it reduces time on the team having to constantly come back and forth and report to you it means that you've got that quick snapshot you know where you're at um and you can get things to that finish line a lot quicker yeah um listen just uh one, one sort of final point just to inject into that and then just before we come to the end Lindsay, it'd be nice just to give like a, a quick fire top tip really for people what people could be doing right now actually you know what tangible thing they could be doing right now at home how could they initiate at least a basic starting point of this to get a taste of what that might be like but just before we come to that one other thing i wanted to inject in there was the importance of including external parties um into your company or particularly into like a sprint session um, and that might be a facilitator like yourself or us um, it might be um, somebody that is completely external to the company that is in a different role somewhere else that you know, can come in with completely clear view and um, not hindered by the company barriers that are in place. You know, it might be an artist, it might be, it depends what you're developing, but basically some form of external um, influence that can just inject a different point of view. Um, that's quite, uh, it's a nice way to give fresh thinking maybe. Yeah, definitely. So there is there is a part in the in the early stages of the sprint where we um, we get experts in, so they might be a customer it might be someone that's completely not related to the company um, or somebody from their sector that they they perhaps, you know, so they look up to and get a bit of a or they consider maybe a guru or something like that. And we try and we do try and bring that into the, the mix as well, because, it, as you say, it brings a fresh perspective. And I think as well, the importance of having an external facilitator like ourselves is we bring no baggage. So we don't have any. Uh, there's no politics going on. We don't have any. Oh well, you know, Bob's always the guy that gets to decide everything. So we've got to look to Bob. Nobody's. We don't have that. We just we just come in as a facilitator and a fresh pair of eyes. Um, and when people say, yeah, well, we we did that before. It didn't work. Uh, you know, all the, they've got the baggage. Whereas a fresh fresh pair of eyes, fresh uh, perspective on things makes a big difference. But yeah, yeah definitely having a real mix and being quite creative about that as well of thinking well who could we bring into the into the sprint or into the whole innovation process that's not even related to our business or our, even our sector you know who could we come and say just come and have a look at this come and talk to us about it because you lose that whole like using your own company jargon using you know industry uh, specific things terms and you know terminology i think it makes you kind of consider things in a very simple way and uh, you yeah. know to somebody completely different and unrelated to your industry yeah. yeah 
I think it can kind of shortcut some of the processes as well. Like um, we've done a lot of projects where we have like uh, creatives come in and, you know, as people are coming up with ideas, they'll, you know, sketch it out or they'll quickly put something together so that the pe- the team talk about can see it. Uh, and sometimes you can do that, put something together and then they'll say, I actually know that that's not the right idea and then move on. So rather than going through, you know, lots of iterations of that idea, you know, they can see it straight away, get a feel for it and say, that's not quite right. Or, you know, even if they just need to tweak something, it kind of gets that process going a bit quicker and, you know, people can quickly see what it is that they're working on. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it works really well. I mean, you're absolutely right. To be able to visually see something is, 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 it, it just spurs things on, doesn't it? Because you can get a get a feel for it. We're doing a we're doing another session on uh, a roundtable um, next week or so with uh, one of our other consultants who's an engineer. But he um, he thinks with his hands, you know. So he has to dr- he draws while he speaks, uh, you know. And it, it it's it's kind of weird, but it it makes so much more sense because you know he's kind of like yeah, well you know it kind of and then it would kind of you know and it goes like that and you 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 can see kind of what he's kind of visualizing. And it's amazing the difference that makes, you know, that visual stimulus, you know, so having an artist in there or, um, you know, just any form of creative, really, that, that can just kind of piece things together and also piece it together with, with from their own point of view as well. So as you say, Lindsay, without the the barriers of what you might be thinking, you know, they can do it completely freely. So, yeah, having external people involved, uh, definitely really important. Um, but overall, I think people at home and, and people watching this, there's you know using the sprint process it's tried and tested it works we're all in difficult situations now and we certainly all need to be thinking differently about what it is that we're doing and if we're going to get out of this with a tangible business intact and everyone still have a job but also be able to move forward and continue to grow in different markets uh, continue to be able to avoid other disruptive activity and believe me it's there um then you know we embracing something like a sprint process to continuously get a culture of innovation in your business it's it's really vital it's it's something that we would highly 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 recommend that you get involved in while you're at home though um now would be a good time to test it out it just just on a basic you could really just do a trial so i mean Lindsay, do you have some top tips for um you know people at home watching this if they wanted to do this tomorrow with five of their staff what what's what where do they need to start um, I suppose uh, they could do some simple uh, exercises that we uh, use in the sprint and we apply to quite a lot of um, other versions of it. So like the brand sprint um, is things called note and vote. So you could um, a timed exercise. You could say, right, we're going to spend the next five minutes, team. Uh, this is going to be the the challenge or the idea. Um, I want you to write your best ideas. Just just just, you know, whatever they are on the post-it note, just write them down. Um, pick your top two and then we'll you know we'll sort of have a look at that and a bit of a note and vote and then get the rest of the team to vote on some of the best ideas um, with no real huge discussion around them just just you know your best ideas and just get people really thinking a bit more creatively um, but that's a really quick and easy way of doing it just it's timed uh, it's called note and vote you literally just sort of note down your ideas and then you vote on them and then the decider which is probably the host maybe of the of the uh the, the call or the meeting would then decide which one to take forward and then you could actually say right this is the one we're taking forward guys between today and tomorrow when we, we next have our staff meeting we want you to come up with some further ideas of how we're going to sort of develop that and just do it really fast um yeah. you know and not overthink it i think that's the that's the key kind of spirit to the sprint is no time to overthink things just just throw some ideas down really yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a key point, really. The whole concept of these things, you know, sprint by definition, you know, is 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 rapid, quick fire moments of action. Essentially, that that that's ultimately what it is, you know. Um, and whether that's running down a track at 100 meters or if it's coming up with some concepts for a new product, it's the same principle. It's doing it nice and quickly um, and without hesitation and without any fuss, you know. Um, and so people at home, if you want to try this, really, you know, the sprint process um, in, in, in how it works is, is really a basic system, you know, just for ideating, collaborating and come up with ideas. Um, people like Lindsay and, and, and ourselves can come in and, and talk to you and work with you and do a lot of advise you remotely. So if you want to find out a little bit more about what the sprint process is about, you know, you can drop us a note in the comments and, and ask away and one of us can get in contact and talk away and tell you about some of the practical ways that you can be doing this. But ultimately, it's um, finding a bit of stimulus around. So basically, you're identifying a problem. Maybe you want a shop and you can't get people to come into the shop. That's a problem because everyone's on lockdown. OK, so how do you leverage that? How else do you make income? So maybe that's what you're trying to tackle. Um, so you're taking a, some stimulus, some information around that. So um, what you have in your shop, who your customers are, what technologically is out there, could you be utilizing? Um, what other demands do your skill set meet? You know, you just start taking lots and lots of different um, stimulus, then uh, using that to come up with ideas, basically. So you're coming up with, a, um, as Lindsay just touched upon there, quick fire idea. Maybe it's a timed process, um, a note and vote process, something like that. Maybe you can do it over the space of one minute sprints and at the end everybody pitches back that's that's a way to do it um and then you get into some form of basic selection so all the ideas you pull together you start whistling them down again you can do that through a selection process rob you've mentioned before about um i mean there's loads of different routes you can do this but you could do like a voting system or you could do a you know a points based system or uh, there's any there's any number of ways to come up with selection processes right it's gone. Yeah, Is he with me? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> we, often, like, come up with a, like a three-point selection criteria: so cost, time to market, risk, something like that, and score them between one and ten. You can get the best ideas out of that way in some sort of objective voting session. Yeah, and then off the back of that, a little bit of basic prototyping. That could be a sketch or um, a, a table layout or uh, any, you know, something on a piece of paper, really. It doesn't need to be anything too graphic. And then the, the point after that is to, is the test, which is to, to try it out with people. Um, you, again, remotely, you could send that out to three of the stakeholders of the company. You could send it out to a couple of customers. Maybe you can send it out to another person in the industry and say, we've got this idea. What do you think? It kind of looks like this. And, you know, you can do that in a rapid, quick fire way. So um, for those at home, really, you, you, you should give this a try. And for now, if you're a bit worried about getting too into it, just pick something, make something up, you know, pick a product in your shop and say, how can we innovate around this product? Let's do a quick remote sprint session. Um, and you'd be very, very surprised what comes off the back of it. So um, highly recommend that you get involved in that. Uh, Lindsay, thanks so much for being on the call. This is really interesting. I, I think... Um, if anybody wants to get involved in this, they, they should really just um, get on with it, really, and push forward. I think that's the message, isn't it? And sprints. Sprints. Uh, <laughs> and sprints yeah. into this. Uh, where can we find out more um, about uh, what you're doing? So mustard design sprints and passion marketing. Are they presumably quite separate entities? Uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're separate, but they do have synergies between them. So often we're using sprints um, through, you know, the marketing consultancy as well. So they sort of, you know, work together, a bit dovetailing going on there. But yeah, I think the probably the best platform is LinkedIn. Um, yeah. you know, get in touch with me on there and I'm sharing things on there, top tips and, and uh, case studies and ideas and things like that. So yeah, I'm the LinkedIn. So Lindsay Newman Ward, not many okay. of us. 
<laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, okay, guys, um, leave your leave your thoughts in the comments as always. If you want to ask a question, ask us away. You know, we'll get back to you. Um, and I hope this has been insightful. And we look forward to seeing you at the next video. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being involved. Take care. Cheers. Bye. 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 Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Willis Talks. If you enjoyed that, be sure to subscribe to the Willis Talks podcast and share on your social media channels. And you can also find me across all the social media channels at Willis Talks. Until next time, see ya.